What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. Every kind of people, welcome to Everyday Impact. We're calling this segment. You are on 98.5 and this is Weekdays with Mike. Good morning and good morning and welcome to the studio once again, Kelly from the Fox Club Project. Good morning yeah, and welcome. Thank you so much. I'm here on this gorgeous day and uh, yeah, it's lovely having a friend in the in the studio with us. Now, you, we've been hearing some amazing stories yeah. of uh, people that are living in our street. We might pass them in the shop. We might, uh, might walk straight past them every day yeah. and don't realise they're doing amazing things, not only locally within our nation, but across the globe. Mm. Uh, would you like to introduce your uh, special guest this morning, Kelly? Yeah, and I, and I think that's, the, what, that's what we kind of think the segment's about is identifying the people who are just sitting in our communities and have just said yes to doing something really fabulous. So today I've got my friend Christy Ferguson and Christy, I've actually known Christy for golly 35 years or something. Right. But um, just in the last year we've... Well when she was born. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What does that make me? I'm not sure. But anyway. Young, young, young. young. But um, Christy actually... um, leads an organisation now called Hopes Hill. But I love the fact, Christy, that you've actually just got this going in the last 12 months um, and your first initiative is, a, is in Kenya. Um, so tell us, tell us about Hopes Hill, first of all, and, and what it's about. Okay, well, Hopes Hill is our charity and we had a family dinner last year around at my dad's place and my stepmother had seen a documentary and the documentary was in Kasumu Kenya, and they were saying that every two minutes a child dies of malaria. Oh, golly. And she Sorry, knows hang on. Oh, was that every what? Every two minutes a two child dies minutes. of malaria. Two mm. minutes? Yeah. Mm. Wow. So uh, she knows that my friend Natalie is a missionary in Kasumu, Kenya. So she put the dots together, and she brought it up in conversation at the table. And then, of course, my dad is an extraordinarily generous person, and he said, oh, well, let's buy some nets. Let's cover the kids. Let's you mosquito know. nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, How, what a simple kind of solution yeah. that's often available. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, "Go and ask Nat about it." So, go and ask Nat, and she says, "Yeah, it's a great idea, but it's a reportable disease. It's one of the top three killers of infectious diseases worldwide: mm. malaria, HIV, and tuberculosis." Um. Yeah. So that's how it really started. I just had to follow the breadcrumbs of we couldn't just buy nets. We had to do it in an official capacity. Yeah. So then I thought, who do I know who does this type of thing? Oh, ring Kelly Chisholm. <laughs> and hence the connection. There we go. There we go. And yeah, so that's, that's – is it, isn't it amazing though how many people hear those stories mm. and think, it's mm. not, what can I do? Yeah. Mm. And this started purely from having a, a family dinner. Yep. And the conversation started – what happened? Did did a, did a spark go off for you? Like when you did it? How did it resonate with you? Yeah, yeah, it did actually. I just thought, oh, I really want to do this. Okay, well, I just I'll just jump in, see what happens. And what what do you actually do now? So what what is the name of the project you're actually leading? As so our Australian group is Hope's Hill, and our first project for a Hope's Hill charity is Nets for Nights Kenya project, Nets and we Nights. are raising money for insecticide treated mosquito bed nets for children aged three to five mm. and vulnerable groups which right. are HIV positive. 
So you're obviously were you sending those from Australia across to across to Kenya? No, they'll have they'll buy them there. Yeah, the nets have to be government approved there. You can't oh, just buy oh, any old net. Okay. So it all has to be at, on at an official level here, and then over there, Natalie has to follow all the rules. Yeah. It all has to be reported who gets the net, when they get the net. Uh, all that kind of stuff. And Plus distribution, because it's really mm. important. Otherwise, these things become trading items in the mm. developing world. Is this something that every house would hold, every every family would have or no. want to get access to? Mm. Oh, they absolutely mm. do want to get access yeah. to. Mm. Yeah. How uh, many people live in that area? What's the, the well, population of the area that you're working in? 16 million. Oh. In the town. Wow. Sixteen million people. Sixteen million people. Get your head around that. Wow. Eh? We'll take a break. We'll come back and chat some more. You are on ninety-eight five weekdays with Mike uh, Kelly from the Fox Club Project is with me, along with uh, Christy Ferguson from Hopes Hill, and we're talking about uh, nets for nights. This Kenya project. Back after this one. Five weekdays with Mike. Joining me in the studio this morning is Kelly from Fox Club Project and also uh, Christy Ferguson. We've been uh, from Hopes Hill. We're talking about nets for uh, nets for nights. This Kenya project. Christy, you had family dinner. The idea just randomly came up, and as you were having dinner with the family, yeah. What's the next step when you get it? I'm sure we've all had ideas, Rob. We all think, oh, I'd love to do that. How do you even start? What does that look like? Well, I reached out to Kel. And I had a coffee with Kel. I hadn't actually seen you for like mm. a long time. A long time. And so she sort of put a little bit of flesh to it. And this is what you kind of need to do a little bit. And then you start talking about it with friends. And you'd be surprised of who comes along and says, oh, my gosh, I've always wanted to do something like that. Yeah. What can I do to help? Yeah. So I had all these amazing people, Kathy Dixon, Alex Williams, like superbly accomplished people come along and say I want to help you and you know that's the thing there's people who are waiting they want to get involved but they don't always know where to start mm. so when you've kind of got an idea now I love the fact that you you know a lot about this the issue about malaria and about mm. you know the incidence of it but you also had this benefit which I don't it's serendipitous right mm, but it's yeah. also amazing of having a friend mm. living who childhood friend who is now living in that part of Kenya mm. and running a non-government organization yeah, that's Nat. Yeah. She's gorgeous. I've known Nat for 35 years. We met in Children's Church. Mm. Philip Baker was our Children's Church pastor. Yeah. And her mother was a missionary and so took them to the mission field. Nat came back to Australia a couple of different times to do Bible college and what have you. But we've stayed really close friends all of that time. And her uh, organization over there also is a – they do stuff with HIV patients. They do stuff with postnatal fistula. They, they're funded by a global fund and the Fistula Foundation for that. Plus, they also do a lot of leadership. So, this fits quite alongside what they're already doing. Mm. So, I pitched the idea to her and she said, let me think about it. And, you know, within hours, she's like, yep, great. That works for us. Wow. We'll, they already have about 200 volunteer health workers that do those other things for them. Yes. So, our project will come alongside that. And Piggybacks. Yep. They've already got the yep. infrastructure. Yeah. Mm. Already has relationships in the community with you know, the schools and all those kind of things that we need to connect with. 
So how long does this last for? I mean, I, you mentioned 16 million people earlier, which, which is a lot of people. Mm. Um, hypothetically, you know, you reach a point where there's all these nets that are distributed to protect. Mm. Has it got an end date, do you think? Well, science has been looking for a vaccine for 100 years. A hundred years. Yeah, a hundred years from and there. Gosh, we've come up with hang COVID. Hang on a minute. What? We've just come up with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Hello, what's going on there? The problem is That's a whole that... Story. Yeah, what is the problem the, when you say that? Uh, protein in that carries the virus, yeah. or the parasite, sorry, yes. it mutates. Yes. So they find a drug that works, and mm. then this carrier protein mutates. Yes. And then it no longer works. Because what happens when the mosquito bites a person is that so they... So it's a mosquito carried, which yeah, is, you know, and, and they're largely at night. They're largely the night mosquitoes, yep, aren't they? Yep. And it, it injects the parasite into the person mm-hmm. the per, and the parasite goes to the liver. It proliferates there, goes into the bloodstream and goes into the red cells and it proliferate, proliferates mm. and then the red cells burst and you get this fever and it affects all your organs and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So there's people who keep getting re-incidents of this years later, isn't it? So malaria is one of those oh, right. yeah, well, you, you the can, symptoms, the symptoms you, come back. Yeah, no, actually that's not true, Kelly. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Well, we're getting an education here, Kelly. Yeah, well, yeah. okay, okay, well, there you go. Back to you, Christy. But people do get <laughs> malaria um, on average six times. In the, People wow. who live in Africa wow. on average six times. Yeah. So once... They, they are working on this vaccine and I think in the next decade they might actually have something because they're, they're working on it in a different way now that I just... And isn't to. that a really, you know, I think that's actually fantastic. Mm. We kind of, as you say, come in and we do our bit. Yeah, mm. until then... We're not the answer. We have to cover these kids mm. in nets and we have to do local spraying yes. like they do. And other countries without a vaccine have um, been rid of malaria through spraying nets... And what so it's worked. Doing. So it does mm. work, yeah. yeah. And predominantly for you were talking about, was it mainly five and under? That, that's the main target? It's so for five the and under are the children who are, are the ones that are most vulnerable. That's yes. what I was going to say. Why have you targeted that age group? Mm. So 229 million people in the world every year get malaria. Yeah. Over 400,000 die. Mm. 94% of that is in sub-Saharan Africa where we are. Mm. And 64% of that is children under five. But it's children under five because it's like here. Our children get common cold and they're all building their immune system and we give them Panadol Mm. and stuff like that. And you know what it's like when your kids are little? They're always getting sick. Yeah, they are. The kids over there... It's the same thing. They're still building their immune system yeah. and they haven't built it properly yet. So Interesting. And it's a, and mm. it's a disease that's a catastrophe, mm. isn't it? Exactly. We'll yeah. take a break. We'll come back and talk some more. You are on 98.5 Weekdays with Mike. Joining me in the studio this morning is Kelly from Fox Club Project along with uh, Christy Ferguson. We've been talking about these nets for nights, this Kenya project. Back after this one. <laughs> You're on 98.5 Weekdays with Mike. Joining me in the studio this morning is Kelly from Fox Club Project, along with Christy. We've been talking about these um, these nets for uh, nights, which did you say last March you started this, Christy? Is that right? This March. Was it this March? This March. Mm. This, this literally months ago. But about a year ago, you kind of got going on it, but it just mm-hmm. takes a while to form something, isn't it? Yeah. Gosh, I love hearing people's stories. Oh, yes, so do oh, I. My. Why um, is this the first time you've really, I guess, stepped out and kind of um, into this uh, adventure? Yes, it is. First yeah. time. Yep. And and later in life. Yep. 
Yeah, absolutely. She's young, please. Well, Later in life. I, did, I, did, I made comment to that earlier, actually, <laughs> uh, about the 35 years ago, Drew and Kelly. Um, what's, um, yeah, what's, uh, tell us about, uh, you were just mentioning off air some of the uh, this amazing adventure you did a few years ago. Tell us about that. I climbed Kilimanjaro in January 2020. I think sometimes after you've done something like that, because I really, when I got to the top, I thought, it was a lifelong dream. Yeah. I thought, oh my gosh. It was a lifelong dream to, ca- to climb Kilimanjaro. Mm. Is that right? Yep. I did it Which I is in Tanzania. Yep. Not far off ke- the Kenya border. It's mm. right up there. They're pretty much, it's right on the border. Yeah. Um, so you, you're in the right pocket for where you ended up working <laughs> as well, which is quite interesting. Hey? Yeah. yeah. What was that like? Was that challenging? Oh, it was incredible. Mm. Incredible. Beautiful. Challenging. How long did it take you to t- climb? I'd, well, you can choose the amount, the journey that you do. I did it in eight days and the altitude sickness is just beyond your wildest imagination wow yeah but if you just put one foot in front of the other and you keep going and you don't get altitude sickness all day every day you get it you know for periods do you just periods in the day yep wow so what happened when you got what were you feeling what was running through your mind when you took that final step Uh, i just cried and my guide that was with me hugged me and all my team that I had been walking with, we were all crying. Everybody does that and then you have your photo taken and then you, you get off there because it's so cold up the top. And then you go down and then you're exhausted and you sleep. And so, yeah. and so that was kind of this adventure. And I think to myself... I love well, adventure. Mm. And, and, and tell me, do you reckon that's part of what you're doing even with Nets for Nights at Hopes Hill? Probably. I think it really showed me how brave I am. Okay. And so when this project came up, I thought to myself... Well, why not have a go? What's yeah. what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. The best that can happen, you create a charity and you save a few lives. What a, is it? Is that not a fantastic thing when you say you feel brave now? Yeah, I do feel brave. And and you think mm. you, you didn't feel as brave before? Yeah. Or and you also I guess you had priorities of family and. Yeah, I think I when you kids and you know family, you're busy with all of that, and my youngest is in year twelve now. He's doing his year twelve exams and. They don't need you as much. No. And you can put your headspace into other things. Yes. And that's what I'm doing. And sometimes people think they've missed that opportunity. No. Yeah, they think, I should. I had this passion when I was 20 and 25. This and is now when I did have this passion to do something to change the world. When I did came you? back from Kenya the first time I visited and when Natalie, was that? when I was 17. Wow. And I thought, wow, oh, okay. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I thought, as my life went on, oh, clearly I'm not going to do anything. And then all of a sudden, I. I've gone back to that, really. Mm. Isn't that... It, it 17, what's the gap, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I'm 49 this month. There we go. What an encouragement. What an inspiration. Mm. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. 30, year, 30 years yeah. have passed and it, it's not over. The no. dream wasn't over. It just had to kind of be sidetracked yeah. for a little while. Well, you had other priorities, but now you can give it your best of your days. And then it just gets better and better and better and wow. better. And then oh. you get to meet other people who are also having living out their dreams like that and then you'll become mates and it's just great yeah, yeah. so good we'll take a break we'll come back Love and uh, talk some more you are on 98.5 weekdays with Mike back after this one we're on 98.5 it's uh, weekdays with Mike and joining me in the studio is Kelly and Christy we've been uh, 
hearing an amazing story, and we it's yeah. called we're calling this segment Everyday Impact, and it's so it's it's a, the perfect title because it's everyday people, yeah. and uh, and all of the people that we've spoken to, Kelly, mm. seem to um, I've noticed they seem to downplay everything, the amazing things they're I know, doing. It's like, I know. Oh yeah, I've just done this, and I've just done this. It's like we're going what? I know. You I went, know. It is. It know, is funny, like, but I think when you're the person, you you just see yourself as being so normal. And I think it's only the external people, external people who think, oh, that's amazing. But you think, oh, I just did it one day at a time, one step at a time. Mm. I can't, I just climbed in Kilimanjaro, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just eight, eight days, that eight, was it. I'm thinking eight days sickness, <laughs> there's no way I'm doing that. I really admire you. Well done. That, and fitness-wise, fitness, it must be incredibly demanding. Yeah. Yeah. And mentally as well. Mm. Hey, just to finish off today, what would you say, Christy, to inspire someone? Um, you know, you had that... You had the dream when you were 17, mm. and it happened 30-odd years later. Mm. Um, amazing. It's never too late. What would you say to someone that's got a dream, had an idea, and mm. think, yeah, I'd love to do something, but often we get held back. We, we, we don't take that next step. No. What would be your encouragement today? I would say just start talking about it with a few people. I would say connect with reach out be brave mm. and reach out to people that you know have done it before mm. like I knew that you had done it Kel mm. um, and then get amongst those people because that's really where your faith is built mm. is amongst those other people's you start to think of oh, they did it I did it and you then start you start to get talking a possibility about thinking. well how do I do this and how do I do that and you might get a little snippet of information from this one a snippet from that one and you know, anybody who is not encouraging, just leave them behind and just forge on. <laughs> now, there's some good advice if I've ever heard it. But that is so true, right? yes. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, because there'll be a lot of people who say... Oh. See all the obstacles. Who, yeah, negative, negative, negative. And I'm like the ultimate optimist. I'm probably a pain in people's butt. But, <laughs> you know, Natalie and I are very much... Don't tell us that it can't be done wow. because we yeah. will find a way. And because there's always roadblocks. There's always, always opportunities in to give it up. In everything in life, there's yeah. roadblocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my dad is like that too. He was very successful in his business and he was always the man that could stand there and, and look at the project and say, okay, here are the obstacles. This is what we need to do about it. So I probably have that in me from him. Yeah. Mm. And I reckon if you, even if you don't, Gather yourself with people who yep. have got that in them. Because if, if you've got the passion and the dream and you think, I need someone else who can help me get past the obstacles, you just gather that person into your team. Yeah. Be you brave. Need to be everything. Yep. I love just that. Just be brave. Be brave. Jump in. Be that's brave. I do advice. like it. Well, that's been a great chat. That's very inspiring. Yeah, uh, it it's been great hearing your story. And it's Thank only you. just begun, really. I mean, you have started this um, only in March this year. Mm. So looking forward to see uh, how it all progresses over, over the coming years, Christy. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And who, and who knows the twists and turns that are going to happen. Yeah. Because that's actually, that's actually the great adventure. Absolutely. Mm. We're ready for it. Very good. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. My guest in the studio this morning has been Kelly from the Fox Club Project. And the little segment we're calling Everyday Impact, and we heard from uh, from Christy Ferguson from Hopes Hill, an Australian charity. It's supporting the Nets for Nights Kenya project, working to protect the vulnerable by providing insecticide-treated uh, bed nets, providing protection to children from deadly malaria-carrying mosquitoes in Kenya. You're on 98.5, and this is Weekdays with Mike.
For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia or visit the website 98five.com.